Welcome back to Runewalking in Modern Times. I'm Ken, the Runewalker. I hope that you've enjoyed the last two episodes, which are the first two parts of my conversation with Ingrid Kincaid. Author, irreverent, wise, wild, rune woman. She's a very good friend, basically family, and a mentor of mine. In this last part of the interview, we do get into some of the down and dirty, nitty gritty concepts of the runes and and how things aren't always white and pretty and beautiful and frankly they can't be and really they aren't. So I hope you enjoy this final piece to the puzzle that is a three-part interview with my friend, mentor, and all-around beautiful woman, Ingrid Kincaid. I I like it to I liken it to when we talk about the uh, urus with the undomesticated self, the part of you that is your true essence that's not domesticated, that doesn't have a saddle, that doesn't have a bridle, all of those things that kind of contain us, that we've put on ourselves. So breaking through all of that and taking all of that off, however we do that, whether it be standing in the center and asking those questions or whether it be, you know, through another, another manner, it doesn't matter just as long as we're doing that work. Yeah. yeah. Well, I and think- the Urus, I think it's interesting because we we're out of balance with the Urus. I always think about balance when we, domesticate ourselves with regard to how we work with the runes have we tried to domesticate the runes and that's when we try to make them mean a certain thing and stay in a certain order and fit in a certain um, ideology and mindset we have compromised the essence of that wildness by our attempt to keep the runes safe and palatable and pretty and white, you know, white light and, and elevated. It's like, no, sometimes you have to kill your young and eat them. That's what Berkana says, right? Yep. That's not pretty. And what does that actually mean? Well, it means sometimes in life, you just have to kill something. Because it's not appropriate for it to, to continue. And, and am I advocating murder or, you know, uh, no, listen to what's being listen. said. Listen, yeah. listen, don't try to make that the pretty, flowery, beautiful, la, la, la. You know, whenever people talk about lagoons, it's like, well, it's flowing water. And it's, well, it's also tsunamis <laughs> and, and hurricanes and raging rivers and that's just as beautiful as the babbling brook in the placid lake yeah and we need destruction and we need that violence of nature in order for things to keep viable absolutely back to what you said about containing them i think that's been my problem with trying to write a book about the mm-hmm. runes is it keeps evolving and changing and it's hard for me to contain them. It's easier for me to contain them on the podcast 
like mm-hmm. going back and listening to all of the first couple seasons where it's very esoterically driven and I'm you know kind of in the stream of channeling with that rune and talking about it is very different than you know uh putting them in an educational structure and I think for a while I mean, I'm glad you had brought this up because I think for a while I'd been trying to really put them into an educational structure for people to that was that was easier for them to grasp and I I actually think I'm fucking up doing that so yeah. I'm well, gonna stop like- doing that we we try to make them legitimate yeah that's the thing we 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 try to uh justify or you know that we have to have the the letters after our name in order to teach or we have to make them a certain way so they're palatable so that people can understand them so that nobody's offended so that there's like oh i have to have a foundation that sounds scholarly and um you can't then then that rune that's urus when urus is out of balance when it's not you know working it's it's intense and that's where i think that breaking away some of the well you may edit this one out but i i shared with you one time that i had someone come to me there's, there's very often this pseudo spiritual spirituality of um uh, you know, I'm more spiritual than you are because I live this way because I live in deprivation always or whatever. And this person that came to me was this, you know, <laughs> I, I, we don't even have to describe it. And I said, there's nothing. This is what the runes are saying. You, you need to go home and eat a big piece of meat and have a good fuck that will cure what ails you. And if you say something like that to a vegetarian who's celibate, it's like they're really troubled by the whole thing. But, but what, I mean, that was literally true in that instance is like, you're wasting away because what you need isn't deprivation. We, We can't be virtuous about our deprivation. And and now more and more, when, you know, I through the whole pandemic thing, whatever people wanted to think, I just said, you can, I'm still doing readings at my house. You can come to my house and I don't wear a mask. You can do whatever you want, but I'm not going to wear a mask. And so I still had people coming that would say, thank you for, you know, having something open. And I more and more often offer whiskey or scotch to people. You know, would you like a glass of water, a cup of tea, cup of coffee, or a shot of whiskey? Because we're so uptight about everything. It's like, oh, you can't be drinking whiskey when you're doing readings. Well, I might want to smoke a cigarette too. I don't know. Because who says that one thing is more spiritual than the other? And you better believe that the people that in, you know, our ancestors that worked this way were altered whether they were drinking reindeer piss with Amanita mushrooms or chewing mushrooms or, or eating, you know, sleeping with mugwort or drinking it, we're fooling ourselves when we think that this spirituality was some higher up there, high, you know, ascendant, uh, get out of your body. No, their spirituality had to do with just flat out sex in a lot of instances. Yeah. You know, I'm reading a paper now, a really interesting research paper about the 
horse uh, sacrifice cult. And very, very often it was involved sex, having sex with horses, you know, male or female, and then killing the horse afterward, and then honoring the horse penis. No, we're not going to do that in, uh, maybe some people do, I don't know, but that's not going to fly here in Portland or wherever you live. But we we can't pretend that that spirituality was so oh, oh you know i don't eat any meat i don't breathe i don't shit you know it's like no i get back yeah to your body get back to the earth <laughs> look up yeah. if you want to look up do so when it's dark lay on your back and look at the sky you look up it's still going to be dark yes yes <laughs> I feel, I feel like, uh, in the podcast I mentioned earlier, the gentleman asked me, he goes, I'm, I'm very curious to hear about what endarkenment is. <laughs> and I said, well, it's my aversion to enlightenment. And he laughed and he, he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, listen, I, it, it came from a joke and then it just kind of fell into my it's in darkenment. Like mm-hmm. we're coming back inside and we described it. He, he laughed, but he, 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 you know, he, he said it made sense. And I was like, I don't even care if you're lying to me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying it makes sense. But I feel like for me that, so the whole thing that you just talked about is ties back into one of the greatest gifts I've received from stepping from doing what I do. Uh, and that is uh, the ability to trust myself because when you're sitting in front of someone and you, okay, this person in front of me is a celibate vegan. And yet I'm being told they need to eat meat and go fuck. <laughs> you get a little nervous, but I, I have to deliver. You have to say it. Yes, I have to say it. I cannot, I cannot not say it. And because that's part of the, that's part of, of the Gabo, right? That's part of the exchange of being able to see it is that you have to say it. Yeah. And that has been, um, that's where like, trusting the runes and trusting my connection to them and my relationship with them, Mm -hmm. whether people get it or not, when they're right in front of me, they will get it. Mm -hmm. It will make sense to them. And then I get the email that says, I didn't get it at first, but now I do. And all I can do is be like, I'm grateful for the fact that one second, Henry apparently needs to bark and that's fine. That's life. That's it's life, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's very excitable. And you're not you. You don't care when you tell that to someone, or we shouldn't. It doesn't matter whether they do it or not. It doesn't matter whether they agree with it or not. That's not nope. the purpose. It's to to share something that is is different because it's coming from another place. It's not you thinking, judging. I don't care, you know, eat meat, don't eat meat. I'm just telling you that that's, 
That's like going to the doctor and the doctor says, you know, you need to rub this cream on you. You can do it or not, but it, it, it might work. And, and I remember there was one time, this is also an experience I had with a man who had come to me and his father had, uh, uh, had been an alcoholic and then his father had committed suicide. And this man was very, uh, his spirituality was Buddhism practiced you know meditation and this peacefulness and, and but he was troubled because he came he said i don't know what to do because i i just feel like is my, is my father happy is he safe you know and not that i have the answers to that <laughs> but it was interesting because what came through to me i i said to him was your it just came out was your father catholic because that was the message that I was getting. And he said, yes. And I said, well, because he had said, I meditate. I can't find him. I can't feel him. I said, well, you have to go to the Catholic church. Your, your father won't come to you. This Whatever that means doesn't matter. But the spirit of your father doesn't know how to go where you are when you're trying to find him. You need to go where he's going to be comfortable and feel safe. You need to go pray in the church, in a church. Now, would is that the, you know, do I really advocate going back to the Catholic church or do I think that that's the answer? That wasn't what it was about. <coughs> then I can say, did I hear those words come out of my mouth that I just told a guy to go to church? <laughs> yes, <laughs> because that, that was the, that was the appropriate energy for what he what he was seeking whether he went there or not he maybe didn't want to go there because he was a practicing buddhist i don't know but we we have to get out of the way we as the this interpreter you know i interpret language maybe that's what i do yeah anyway well that's another experience sometimes where you you have to trust that it isn't yours and that if it's coming through, do the best job you can to describe it in a way that somebody can understand it. Uh, absolutely. Um, I absolutely agree with that. It It is, I think, funny sometimes when people, because I will put it into, I will put it into the cosmology sometimes. Like my worldview is based upon, you know, pre-Christian Northern Europe as much as we can know about what it is, but I'm more of a, a, re, a revival of that maybe. Um, and so I look at it this way and I'll tell them, I explain the Norns and I'm like, it's all about patterns. So when you're sitting here with me, we're going to be looking at patterns of behavior. <laughs> so if you, if you, you know, like, It'll be interesting. And they're like, what? They don't get it until, until we kind of dive into like, listen, you can't, and thank you, Ingrid, for this. You cannot plant corn and harvest barley. <laughs> um, and then, like, I, I think it's those very simple things, too, that, that shift people and can shift their perspective a bit into, into the concept that this, the, for me, and this is my own worldview, but the runes are not about spirituality, yet most 
readers work in shops like New Ren or The Conjuring Tree or whatever. Um, and um, they're more practical. They're they're about they they have wisdom for us to how to live in this world. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very interesting when people walk away from from readings with homework and the homework is you know eat drink fuck or (laughs) or plant a garden or you know kind of thing like there it's very I think it's much more it's a much more holistic and integrated version of themselves that I think we're looking at and I think that surprises people when it comes to something they think is so esoteric um being so so applicable to their life well, and, and a lot of times people come seeking the magic solution that I'm going to give them an answer or the runes are going to say something. And I believe it's more about holding people accountable. That they really, because that's what life and nature does. If you plant corn and you planted corn, then guess what? You're going to get corn. You can't blame nature or or that you didn't like it or, oh my goodness, this is what's happening. It's It's like, well, you did something guess what? There's always a consequence. And if you don't like it, then you get to step up to the plate and decide if you're going to do it differently. Because there's this whole thing about we're all victimized by everything. When was the last time you stepped into the center of your life and held yourself accountable? And yes, there are things that happen around you that are are not of your making or that were there when you were born. But what about you today? It's like, you know, stop, stop looking for somebody else to give you an answer. It's like, oh, I can't figure out why I have corn in my garden. Well, did you plant it? <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, like, stop being surprised or or this yeah. is this the man of my dreams or is this the man of my dreams they're both equal i said oh really <clears throat> okay then it won't matter tell me their names you know john and bill i said i'm going to just pick one for you then if they're both equal i'll pick one then you get to go with that one <laughs> how'd that go <laughs> And, oh, it didn't go well at all because she just got really up. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. You can't do that. And I said, the reason I can't do that is because you already know. If it really was true, if you would really tell the truth, you already know. Because if it was, if that wasn't the case, it wouldn't matter who I chose for you, would it? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's the that's the fun of it also, too, to be, it's like, I'm not some great, Ohm and you know guru no i'm just going to call it forth because that's the truth of life and that's how the runes they're they're not high vibration in that sense they hum with the earth and agreed uh, absolutely so fun <laughs> we could probably talk for days right uh well yeah i mean yes D- yeah weeks probably um thank you for for participating uh well thanks for shooting the shit with me about this yes, and if you when you write your book you have to mention me at least once in there um i actually it's already it's like 90 percent done actually um and i'm getting very close and it does have 
it mentions you and then it gives your website actually. Oh, that's great. I can't so, ever change my name then, right? No, you can never change your name because once my book is published, it will be the law um, and <laughs> the law of the runes. And, and they have to find me. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Um, Lord, uh, can I have one last question? Yes. So currently in your life, which rune or runes have been more present that um, have kind of shown up that are kind of unexpected for you? Hmm. Currently. I would say the algies that I talked about. Yeah. The Tevas. Mm -hmm. about, not just about truth telling, but keeping that compass needle pointing north. Uh, I... Um, going to piggyback on that and say those two um, have been threads that I've been pulling, not pulling, have been noticing, pulling for people in readings a lot and also in my daily readings for, you know, my business. Those are, those are some very like intense, intensely thick threads that are happening for everybody right now like mm -hmm. most people i think and um yeah i'm glad you i'm glad you said those because i and think they're the same they're the same shape yeah yes there's this dynamic movement of the kenas up and down the, the isa they're they're the same energy you know and like to me this whole thing about the perception of safety like somehow we can prevent death yeah I love that you said that because I think that's a, a brilliant, um, a brilliant visual. The Kenan's moving up and down the Isa. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, that just gave everybody chills. Um, by the way, I'm pretty sure it wow. did because um, I think it also pulls us out of the static. It's not static. Yeah. Not no. Static. They, well, they never are. They're all. They never will be. No. Yeah. So well. So. People can find you at IngridKincaid.com. Um, where else would you have them? I mean, can you get all of your books there or do you have to get books? I don't sell them. I just direct them to either a okay. local book sell, seller. They're both available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles and independent bookshops. You just can ask for them. And um, then, oh, sorry. Yeah, the best way to find me is just Ingrid Kincaid. I, I think that that makes everything, you know, you could look up the rune woman, you'd still go back to Ingrid Kincaid. Yeah. What, um, what are you doing any events this year in 2023? Like uh, any live events or live classes? I will be, but I, I don't have it uh, put together. I've got a couple of uh, mostly what I want to do this year is something really deeper. I, um, I don't want to, uh, I'm not interested in working with newbies in the runes. The stuff that's coming through is really, really deep. So I can't take the time to do something um, surface. Uh, so that's what I'm dealing with is putting together maybe an all day event or a weekend event where people come and spend the time with me and we are going to go someplace else with uh, with a, a deeper thing with the, this um, wisdom. And I am 
um, <clears throat> writing uh, the third book. I, I won't talk much about it, but I'm doing that. And I'm, um, I don't know, it's, I'm restless. I'm restless. There's, there's a, uh, and I'm, I'm, I, I would say as I am older and older and older, this la less and less willing to uh, put up with some of the, you know, like, I love that expression. You just can't fix stupid. There's just some <laughs> really stupid stuff going on. Yeah. And, um, you know, kind you of. Can't. You can't. I'm like, did you just do you think about what you say? Or <laughs> yeah. So there's a there, and maybe that's also part of this next phase for me. Uh, I uh, hope that I can live long enough to really truly be able to call myself an elder. I I don't believe I'm you know I'm I'm an old I'm the old woman yeah the, whatever that means but there's something else that is happening when you get into this next and maybe it is living into your 80s and not it's not happening in your 70s that kind of thing because we don't have there's a lot of young voices out there and I really love and support the youth and what I consider youth you're young too if you're younger than my kids you're young um but there's the vibrancy to that and and when you look at a lot of the things that are being offered online there where are the the wisdom keepers and uh, and there's yeah. I believe that there's definitely a need for that, not just because we've lived longer. Yes, you have wisdom when you're young, but you you lack something that has to do with the life lived. And and then there's this uh, get to that point where it doesn't matter anymore. You don't have to worry about making everybody happy. Or hurting exactly. people's feelings, or offending somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's that's a really nice nice. Place. That that's my restlessness now. Is uh, yeah, and and a challenge too. Mm -hmm. Am I am I courageous enough? Do I have enough heart to keep doing the work and asking the questions? Yeah, I do feel like, I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> and drinking the whiskey. And drinking the whiskey. You've got to keep drinking the whiskey and the scotch. Um, yeah, I, I, I look forward to, to seeing what your third book is, uh, one. Two, uh, I look forward to seeing kind of what your class, um, what your event kind of looks like this, this year, okay. too, because I, I feel like there's, um, I feel like there there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of surface things out there. Um, and I think there's a group of people who are looking for deeper and I think, and they're, and they're capable of, of helping deepen that journey. So uh, I actually, I get what you're talking about. I can't talk about Bayou being the root of cattle one more fucking time. No. Um, <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. So I, I get it. I totally get it. And I can't help uh, one more person find their soulmate or their twin flame or twin what. Flame. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I am. Yeah. We will get into that in another episode. Yes. You and definitely. I will dive into, we'll talk about twin flames <laughs> in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. well, 
thank you again. You are so welcome. It's been a pleasure. Take care. And we're going to Scotland, so you can't get out of it. We'll figure something out. We are going to Scotland, yes. Anybody listening to the podcast that wants to contribute to this (laughs) venture financially, send it. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. We'll we'll appreciate anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Plane tickets. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anything. Use your, yeah, people could use their miles. If, yeah. if they really yes. cared about us, if they really cared about us, they could. And if you're listening in Scotland and you want to host us. Yes. We would love to be hosted in somewhere near a pub <laughs> in the highlands of Scotland. Please. Yes. Well, you should be full, mentally, emotionally, spiritually full of questions and thoughts. I'm hoping you are anyway. The conclusion of this interview, there were some deeper proddings, maybe? Deeper inspirations, deeper rabbit holes, for sure. I hope you've enjoyed this three-part interview with my friend, mentor, and amazingly beautiful and irreverent and wise friend, Ingrid Kincaid. If you need to find her, don't forget, IngridKincaid.com. And if you need to find me, you can find me at RuneWalker.com. At RuneWalker.com, don't forget, you can find your runeware, which is my collection, my line of rune combinations for purpose and with purpose. You can also find all of our archived series or seasons from Rune Walking in Modern Times that are available for download and purchase. I hope you've had a great time today with me at my hearth and my fire. I've enjoyed having you. And may your weird be filled with health, wealth, strength, and virility.